Hey guys, this is Naeem and you've reached the Mosaic Church Podcast. So excited that you're part of our listening community and I'd love for you to be even more connected. So check out our website. There's more content there and there's more opportunities for you to get connected in our ministries and events as well. Also, love for you to share this content. If this is blessed to you, I know that God wants to use you to bless other people with it. So share this podcast, if you will. Lastly, would you consider supporting this ministry? This is made possible by other people's generosity, and I'd love for you to pay it forward. Join us to reclaim the message and the movement of Jesus together. So would you consider giving to this ministry? I know that God is able to do immeasurably more through us when we come together. Thank you so much. God bless you. Enjoy. Well, good morning, friends, and happy 4th of July. Man, it is good to be all together. Uh, what I mean by that is that we've got people joining us from all over, but we're also online only this weekend, yes? So we're all here together. And if you're wondering, uh, hoping, thinking about going and checking out Metro tonight at 5.30, not happening, people. We are only online, and it's great to be online. And the reason why we're doing it is because we wanted to give our volunteers amazing people uh, the day off because they do all the details. They, they take care of the details, friends. They take care of our kids and all the stuff that needs to happen to have an in-person service. Now, the only people, the only volunteers who do not have a day off are actually our hosts. Yes, in the chat. So you know what? Give them some love. They're amazing people. But I'm just glad they were here too together. Now, it's Independence Day, and I got to tell you, because of my background, I actually connect with several Independence Days. Yeah, or years, or here's why. Uh, So I'm um, I'm Pakistani, right? And so uh, parents are Pakistani, and uh, so Pakistan, you know, got its independence in 1947 from India, but India and Pakistan together got their independence from the, the British. Okay, I relate to that. I also relate to 1961. 1961 is when Kuwait got its independence. From whom? The British. Yes. And then you got, what, 1776. The U.S. got its independence. From whom? The British. Friends, yeah, the British are coming, and they're coming, or they came for everyone. It's so interesting. The three countries that I connect with uh, with independence, they all got independence from the British. Wow. Uh, it's kind of kind of strange. And I think that might explain why I want to have a British accent. Maybe that's why. I don't know. I don't know. But anyways, happy, uh, happy, happy 4th of July. Hope you're going to enjoy this day. Now, I've got to tell you this. Um, when it comes to uh, celebrating an independence, a day of this country, I got to be honest, I always have felt like an alien. I have. Uh, now, technically, I was a resident alien. That was my uh, immigration status, and I was actually without status for a little bit. But anyways, we'll not talk about that. Um, but yeah, I, I felt like an alien in, uh, in most of the countries that I'm connected to in the U.S. because I was an alien, technically. And then even in Kuwait, I grew up, I was born and raised in Kuwait, but they don't give out citizenships. So, yeah, your boy was uh, an alien even in Kuwait, born there, raised there. I mean, what's the deal? And then Pakistan? We go back and visit Pakistan. My parents are from Pakistan. Uh, I lived there in Pakistan for a little bit. Uh, Still felt like an alien. 
I don't know why. I don't know why. And also, by the way, just to connect all of this together, when it comes to Independence and Aliens, uh, Independence Day, the movie. Why is it that every time around this weekend, I want to go back and watch Will Smith shoot up and defeat the aliens who want to invade uh, this world? Why is it? And why is it? Why is it? Think about this, okay? Why is it that so many movies these days are about humanity finding or fighting against or getting independence from aliens. Like, we are obsessed with aliens. In fact, I think we're forecasting that aliens are going to take over, and they're probably going to be British aliens. They probably are. I don't know if there's a thing, but they're, they're probably going to be that. So what's, what's the deal with aliens? Why, is our, why are we fascinated with them? I think, I think it's because you know and I know, and when I mean, when I mean, when I mean you, I mean uh, as people who are either um, followers of Jesus, okay? Um, I, I think you know deep down that you are, in fact, an alien. You're an alien on earth, and you know you're part of a different kingdom. And that's what I want to talk about today. And so I want to just assume for a minute that we're all on the same page when it comes to being followers of Jesus. And if you're not, I just want you to understand what we're talking about it because we're talking about two different kingdoms. In fact, the scriptures talk about two different kingdoms. And I think when we don't understand that there are two different kingdoms, one that is being built um, around us, it's the kingdom of the world. Um, and when we confuse that with the kingdom that's being, being built within us, everything goes bad. Uh, we, we confuse those two. Uh, we have... Um, people who, good people, who do really terrible things. We have people who, uh, who say that they love God and love, love, love uh, humanity, but then end up being some of the most prejudiced and some of the most hateful people. Why, why is that? I mean, we know this idea, right, of one nation under God. One nation under God. And guess what? I think not just in the U.S., but most nations would say that. Yeah, it's one nation under our God. But I think humanity has done it, has got, got it haywired. And I think even followers of Jesus, um, we have kind of lost it because we've moved from, I think, one nation under God to actually um, um, love nation, yeah, love nation over God. But friends, it's, it's, it's really supposed to be one humanity. We are one humanity under divinity. And I think when we get it wrong, when we don't understand that we are part of two different kingdoms, that they're two different kingdoms, they're actually in tension, they're struggling against each other, and we get to choose to become part of them and redive into them and become citizens, ambassadors of them, then, uh, then if whatever we choose, we'll get the results. Because the kingdom that's within, with, with, sorry, that's around us is this kind of kingdom. Mark 8 Jesus talks about this kind of kingdom. It says this. He says, For what use is it for you to gain all the wealth and all the power of this world, slash this kingdom, with everything it offers, at the cost of your what? Own life. And what could be more valuable to you than your own soul? Jesus is saying there's a kingdom that wants you to build, uh, uh, build in it or around it, but it's going to cost you your soul. It's going to cost you your whole life. And you're going to gain all the things of that kingdom, but it's going to cost you. And then there is one kingdom that's built within you. Here, Jesus says this. He says, the kingdom of God does not come in such way as to be seen. Uh, no one will say, 
look, here it is or there it is, because the kingdom of God is within you. And see, if we choose to build a uh, kingdom without, uh, around us, we build a temporary kingdom, and it will leave us distracted in life and in despair. But if we choose to build a permanent kingdom that's within us, it will leave us um, satisfied, and it will last forever. And so God is calling us on this Independence Day to choose our citizenship. And see, I think that even though we are very comfortable in this world and very comfortable in the countries that we're part of, because the love of country is a good thing. It's a healthy thing. But friends, there we, we as followers of Jesus, our citizenship um, is, not, we are, is not here. We are but immigrants and foreigners. We are but strangers. In fact, uh, Peter talks about it in his, um, one of his letters. He says here, dear friends, you are foreigners and strangers on this earth. So I beg you, he says, I beg you, I beg you not to surrender to those desires that fight against you. He's like, hey, there's always going to be a tension between this kingdom being in this kingdom, but not of it. And I don't want you to lose that fight. You are strangers. You are foreigners. Paul says in Philippians, in his letters to them, he says, our citizenship is in heaven. He says, we look forward to a Savior that comes from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. And he will transform our humble bodies so that we are like his glorious body by the power that, that also makes him able to subject all things to himself. He's saying we have access to this divine power. We have, we have access to transformation, but it's connected to the fact that we are citizens of heaven. Friends, we are aliens on earth. And what makes us aliens is, that, is this, I think. It makes us aliens is that when it comes to the scriptures, it comes to this values and ways of this kingdom of heaven, we, unlike this world, unlike another world, unlike a temporary world, uh, a permanent world people, uh, an alien, uh, aliens on this world, we treat problems as they are temporary and people as they are permanent. And see, the world around us does the opposite. It treats uh, problems and this right now as permanent and people as temporary. And we are called to live a certain kind of way, a different kind of way, an alien kind of way, uh, because why? We are, we are aliens. We are foreigners. We are immigrants uh, here. We're passing through. And as aliens, um, as registered aliens, as resident aliens, now you're all part of my plan here, as resident aliens of heaven, we, uh, we have stuff to do. We have rights, um, and we, we have responsibilities, just like any other citizenship. Uh, it comes with rights, and it comes with responsibilities. And we, as aliens, have rights. Uh, we have rights, um, and what that means is we have rights to protection and privilege. We are given access uh, supernatural access, divine access to God's protection and his privilege. Protection, what does that, what does that mean? Well, I'll tell you what, um, 
there is a strange and eerie feeling when you uh, live in a reality where you're not protected. Uh, let me explain. So uh, I just recently um, started uh, teaching Nura, my daughter, 14 and a half, to drive. Now she, she just did the, uh, you know, the whole like driver's ed class and passed that. But I've been taking her a little bit, uh, you know, driving, you know, in abandoned parking lots and getting her behind the wheel. And I, it just reminded me of when I learned to drive. And I learned to drive in Kuwait during the Gulf War in 1990. That's when I got behind the wheel. And guess what? There was no laws. There was no traffic lights. You could do anything. Now, that's one way to learn how to drive recklessly. But it was really strange. I mean, it was really scary to live with no laws. I mean, initially, you're like, oh, freedom. You can do whatever you want to go. How you, can go you can go as fast as you want to go. But man, with lawlessness, there comes an uncertainty. See, laws... Um, keep us safe. They protect us. And that's why government laws are important, but also laws of this world, this, the kingdom of heaven is important. And that's why God has given us this law of love. He's given us, a, he, he's, he's given us these things that protect us. And one of the things that protect us, in fact, is God's grace. Yeah, God's grace protects us. It, you know, uh, YouTube, um, no, not YouTube, U2, the band, Bono, actually, uh, the guy, you know, the front man, he actually has a quote. He says uh, that um, the grace is, um, interrupts the consequences of my sin. And uh, he's something to that effect. And I thought, that's really cool. Like, grace interrupts the consequences of my sin. And it's, it's really true, you know, in some ways. Uh, but grace is not a permission uh, to do less. Um, no, but it's, it's a privilege for us uh, to do, it's an invitation for us to actually become more of who God wants us to be. And so grace protects us. And the grace does not abandon us and say, you can do whatever you, uh, you want to do. No, no, no. It, it protects us. It gives us boundaries. It gives us abilities to move forward. Why? Because as citizens of heaven, we, we my friends, um, have protection. Uh, look at uh, uh, Ephesians 2. Paul writes, uh, you know, he says, even, even when we were dead and doomed in our many sins, he, this is Christ, he united us into the very life of Christ um, and, and saved us by his wonderful grace. He raised us up with Christ, the exalted one, and, and we ascended, we ascended with him into the glorious perfection and the authority of the heavenly realms. For we are now co seated with, as, as one with Christ. And this is the Passion Translation. It gives us a lot of color, paraphrases, a lot of thoughts. But man, what the, did, you, did you hear what he's saying here? Friends, we are protected. We are no longer subject to um, other things and attacks of, of, of our conscience or attacks of people going, well, you fall short of this because you, because you have this sin and that you have that sin. No, we are moved out of that. We are sitting co-seated as one with Christ. Do I even fully understand that? No, but I do know this. We are protected as citizens of heaven. We have rights connected to that. And then we also have privilege connected to that. Now, what's interesting is when you take privilege and you take protection, that equals power. Power. And friends, privilege uh, is, is power. I, uh, like I said, I'm Pakistani, so I had a Pakistani passport. 
And uh, I remember when I started traveling with a U.S. passport, game changer, hello, customs, a breeze. With the Pox Lane passport, oh my gosh, I'm getting all the searches, people. But with the American passport, I can just come in there and be a diva, and I'm like, they're, they're going to let me in. Why? Because it comes with so much power. It comes with privilege. It comes with this authority. It comes with so many things. I remember being in Pakistan once and, and a guy telling me, hey, you better protect your passport because people literally kill you for this passport. So protect it, keep it safe more than any other things in your, uh, in your suitcase or whatever. Keep this passport safe because it comes with so many things. Um, and, I, 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 you know, I think, I think we don't realize that... that uh, Man, when we get the citizenship of heaven, that we come, we get this, I mean, not to be cheesy, but we get this passport. We get this privilege that we don't even understand. And you know, the, 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 that same trip in Pakistan, the guy, one of this guy uh, reminded me about the privilege I had, and I didn't even realize it. Um, he told me, he said, you know, oh, you don't, you know, you're not one of us. And again, going back to the whole alien, feeling like an alien. And I, and I just questioned him on that. I pushed him on that. I was like, what, 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 what do you mean, man? I, I mean, I speak Urdu. I, I, I look like you. I mean, come on, we're cousins. I mean, you know. And he's like, yeah, but you don't walk and talk like us. And I'm like, what do you mean? He says, you move differently. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, you just, you move differently. You, you, you interact differently. And he says, you can tell when someone has lived in Pakistan. They move, and they have a different kind of rhythm. Uh, you don't. And I thought, man, that's so profound. Because when you apply that to us, living in this world but not of this world, citizens of heaven, if we have dual citizenship, if we have dual passports, if we don't surrender our passports to get actually what God's calling us to step into, if we don't understand that, we will do that. We will live long enough in this world that we will start having the same rhythm. And what Christ is telling us, what the scriptures are telling us, is that we are citizens of heaven and we need to move a different way. We have to talk a different way. We have to walk a very different kind of way. First Peter here, he tells us, reminds us of this. He says, you, you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. It's like you, you're different. You're different. A people who are God's own possession. You have become this people so that you may speak of the wonderful acts of the one who calls you out of darkness into his amazing light. See, you, if you're that, if you connect with that, you have a privilege that comes, that, that, that's, that's that. You were once now, and now you're this. Once you weren't a people, he goes on and says, and he says, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Dear friends, since you are, check this out. I'm not making this up. He says, since you are immigrants and strangers in the world, I urge you, I urge you that you avoid worldly desires that wage war against your lives. He says, there's a kingdom of this world and there's a kingdom of heaven there's a kingdom that wants to wants you to focus on building around and not building within he said i want you to understand you have this privilege you've been given you were this and now you are this you're stepped into it so let's let's do this let's do this together so if those are our rights it also comes with responsibilities that lead right into what we are responsible because we have this right, because we have protection, because we have 
privilege. We have this responsibility. And I think for some of us, we don't feel the weight of the responsibility of being citizens of heaven because we don't realize the privilege and the protection that we get. We don't understand our power. We don't understand the, 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 the weight of how good God has been to us. And so we don't feel a sense of responsibility. We don't feel a sense of acting a certain kind of way. What, what, is that, what does that mean? That means when Jesus, I remember when he said to this one lady, she, he said, he, he, he looked at this one lady and was talking to a disciple and he said, look, let, let me just tell you. He says, he says, her sins, which are many, are forgiven. For, for she loved much. But to whom little is forgiven, um, lo, uh, to whom little is forgiven, uh, loves little. Now what basically he's saying is, is that if you don't realize how much privilege you have, you don't realize how much protection, you don't realize how much you've been forgiven, you, you act accordingly. And so now, if you are with me, and I pray you're with me, let's have a conversation about responsibility. We are responsible as aliens on earth to do what? Well, we get to love and liberate like no one else. We get to love like God. We have a responsibility to do that. Because we don't love like the world loves. We're not uh, aligning ourselves to the world. Here in John 15, uh, Jesus is talking and he says this. He says, if you were to give your allegiance to the world, they would love they would, uh, they would love and welcome you as their own. So the, the world system is this. When you, when, you, when you give your allegiance to, they will love you. But if you don't give your allegiance to, they will not. He says, he goes on, he says, but because you will not align yourself to the values of this world, they will hate you. He says, but, but, but here's the thing. I have chosen you to take, I've chosen you and taken you out of the world to be mine. And he's saying, I want you to love a very different kind of way. What does that mean? That means, friends, that as followers of Jesus, as aliens on earth, as immigrants and for foreigners just passing through, as people who are citizens of a different world and a different realm, friends, we have to be the most loving people. That means we are supposed to be the most forgiving, the most caring, the most accepting, the most generous people in this world. We don't love by categories and conditions. We don't. We don't. We are called to love without categories and without conditions because that is how God loves us. Are you up for that? Because that, my friends, is responsibility. That is what it looks like to love like him. And then we're called to liberate. Liberate people. And this is so important. For, I, think, I don't think we realize this, this idea that we're called to be like freedom fighters, to liberate people who are uh, oppressed. I mean, I talked about how God sees uh, categories of people who are free and oppressed. And if you have been freed, here's what you do. You now free other people. Galatians 5 says, it says the, uh, the, it is for freedom we've been set free. And when every, if you've ever read this verse, that word verse, you've thought, yeah, yeah, that's why you stay free. No, 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 no. Yes, yes to that. But a step further, deeper would be, I've been set free for freedom for other people as well. Like, I have been set free to help other people be free. Like, that's why God says, like, like it's, it's, it's it, the, way, the, way, the way you're comforted, um, you need to comfort other people. Like, that's how it works. 
So when we are liberated, my friends, we're liberated. We're, li- we're called to liberate other people as well. That is a responsibility that we have. John 17 clearly says that. He says, um, this is Jesus' prayer for us. And he's praying. He's praying for us. And he says this. this he's praying to God. He says this. He could have prayed for anything for us, but this is what he prays. He says, I have given them your message. And that is why the unbelieving world hates them. For their allegiance is no longer to this world because I am not of this world. And then he says this. Read this for yourself. He says, I am not asking that you remove them from the world. I'm not asking them. Because, by by the way, because if God wanted to just set you free and, live, and the goal is just your freedom and my freedom alone, he would have killed us after we met him because then he would free us and to go into the afterlife and we're good. But God chooses to set us free here and set us free here about why? Because when he sets us out, out, when he sets us out of prison, takes us out of prison, what is he doing? He is calling us to turn around and look at people who are still in prison and partner with him to set them free as well. So Jesus says, I'm not asking that you remove them from this world. No, no, no. But I ask you that you you would guard their hearts, that you would guard their hearts from evil. For they are no longer belong to this world any more than I do. Your word is truth, and, and so make them holy by the truth. He says, I... I have, I have commissioned them to represent me just as you commissioned me to represent you. Friends, we are called to liberate and love the people around us. Because I, I, I tell you why those two are so connected. Because it is a false kind of love that it actually holds people hostage. There are people in our lives, and we're in relationships with people in our lives that hold us hostage. Uh, They're supposed to be in loving relationships with us, but they hold us hostage by their expectations and opinions. We're held captive to them. And it comes out where we're actually, uh, in one sense, held hostage by by their happiness. Like, we've got to act a certain way. We've got to live a certain way. We have to be confined to their categories and who they think we should be. Um, and that they, then they'll love us. And what are they doing? They're not liberating us. They're, they're holding us captive. And that's why to truly love like God means that we liberate people. We give them the freedom to love us back or not. We, we don't imprison people. We don't, held them, we don't hold them captive by our standards, our opinions, our expectations, our conditions, or our happiness. And so friends, what are we going to do, right? Oh, are we going to be people um, who are building a kingdom around us and we're, so we're choosing to be kingdoms of this world or are we choosing to be kingdoms of of a different world. I believe we are aliens on earth. This is not our home. I mean, this might be your country. If those of you who are Americans, this might be your country. But this is not your home. Your citizenship doesn't belong here. No, not at all. Paul in Hebrews reminds these Jewish people. He says this. 
He says, for this world is not our temporary home. Couldn't get more clear than that. We, he keeps on going, he says, we are looking forward to a home yet to come. Matthew, Matthew um, 6 says this. says, so above all else, constantly seek God's kingdom and his righteousness. Then all these less important things will be given to you abundantly. See, I wonder, I wonder if it's possible that the anxiety and the conflict in your life right now, the, the crisis and the frustration uh, that you're feeling and you're sensing, maybe even the loneliness and the sadness that, um, that, that is a reality in your life right now, is it because um, you're not doing what Jesus just said to do? You, we're not acting like citizens of heaven. We are not seeking first the kingdom within and his righteousness, like his ways? Um, or, or do you think it's that we're doing the opposite, that we're actually chasing after the, le- the, the less important things and then we're stressing out about all the things? Could that be possible? I think, I think in my life it has been. You see, it's when I uh, reversed the, uh, the, the idea of like, what, are we, what am I supposed to do as, in, as a citizen of heaven? See, I'm supposed to treat problems and situations in my life as temporary and you treat people as permanent and when I get that switched I think I have anxiety I have fear I deal with loneliness and sadness that I can't understand a frustration that's deep in my soul a conflict within me and with all the people around me that happens when I get those mixed up so my prayer is this that we would not we would, not, we would not do that. The, our, we would build the kingdom within versus the kingdom around us. Here's my prayer for us. Hebrews 11, it says this. This is, this is, so, this is so, so, so great. It's Paul praying and, uh, and just, just kind of declaring uh, to, uh, to his uh, people um, what he prays for them, what he hopes for them. And uh, I think I, I want to pray that same uh, for you guys. He, he says this. I'll read you sections of it. He says, um, this is my prayer, he basically says, that they, they all, they all uh, live uh, their lives on earth, earth as those who belong to another realm. For clearly, those who live this way are longing for the appearance of a heavenly city. I mean, that is what we're going for, friends. That's what we're going for. Um, And he keeps on going. He says, so because of this, God is not ashamed in any way to be called their God. He he has prepared a heavenly city for them. Basically saying, this isn't crazy stuff. God's not calling them crazy. He's like, no, no, there's a heavenly realm. There's a heavenly city. There is a citizenship of heaven. And we're headed in that direction. So would we act like aliens on this earth? Or are we just pretending to be natives when we're really not? 
Let's pray together. Father, thank you so much for this conversation. I pray that this day or whenever um, we hear this, we listen to this, we would be reminded once again for those of us who, who say we are followers of you, that we would be reminded that truly our citizenship is, is in heaven. And we are but foreigners and immigrants here. We are but resident aliens here. We're passing through. This is not our home. So help us as we, as we stop, as we even repent from, as we change from pretending and thinking and getting so worked up as if this was permanent. This is not. But God, the people in our lives that we, that we mistreat, the people in our lives that we ignore, the people in our lives that we love with condition and category, God, those people, they're permanent. They are part of the kingdom of heaven. And so, God, I pray that you would help us by the power of your spirit to get this right. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Mosaic Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. For more audio and video content, visit us at mosaicchurch.tv.